This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, I'm excited to be able to share the word with you tonight. I know that God's going to drop something very powerful in your heart. And the word that God's given me is the first time I've ever preached this word. The word that I've preached this morning and I'm preaching tonight is word in season. It's a word, word sent from heaven. I know that for sure because I received it on my knees. Amen. So before we start the message and before I pray, my book, The Burden of Betrayal, is available in the bookshop. So you can get this after the book, after the service, at the cost of 200 rand. Um, it's on a special. From next weekend, it will be 250 rand. This book is a game changer. It will impact your life. It will bring transformation. It will bring freedom. Um, it's done much in my life simply to write it. And in many pages. And as I wrote this book, I just experienced the presence of God heavily on me. And people that has already read this book are just blown away. It's a game changer. We all have our Judas in life. And we will have our Judases still in life. But we need a Judas to get us to the cross. And a John to love us at the cross. And so we need to unstuck ourselves of people that has betrayed us. Let them go. Some of the most anointed words in life is bye-bye, ciao. <laughs> I love you, but I let you go. I'm moving on. Amen. So bless yourself with this book. I'll also be in the bookshop after the service to sign your copy. And if you want a pick, I'll give you a pick for free. Okay. You won't need to pay for that. Praise God. You expectant? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father God, we thank you for this evening. Thank you, Father God, that you brought us here together in your presence this evening, knowing that you love us, you cherish us, you're a good God, you want the best for us, and you've already paved the way for us to have the best, to experience the best, to walk in victory, to walk, Father God, in your goodness and your abundance for our lives. I ask you tonight, Father God, that you will envelop this service in the atmosphere of eternity, where your people will hear your voice, where your people will experience even the flapping of your angels' wings, where your angels will move be between us, Father God, touching individuals, changing and shaping their lives according to your will and purpose for them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, no one in this place will feel exclusion in any way. Everyone will feel that they are ex included in within the four walls of your throne room, that they will hear your whispers, there's any scales in people's spiritual eyes that are, are not allowing the light, Father God, to shine within them, I ask you that those scales are removed right now. Depression is removed right now. Despair is removed right now. Oh, Father God, where, hope, where, where there's hopelessness, hope will rise in people's hearts, Father God, and faith will be settled in each individual's heart this, this evening. Oh, Father God, I ask you that people will see your plan for their lives. See your dream and see your vision for their lives. I thank you that your people are infused with your life, infused with your power, infused with faith, that they rise up above the circumstances of life. In Jesus' name we pray this, and we give you all the glory, and the children of God said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you, family. This evening we're continuing with the, with the uh, message that I started this morning, and this will be part two. Aligning my design with my present and my future. Now, God has designed us and engineered us in a certain way. We are designed and engineered 
in the image and likeness of God. We've been created to operate like God. <laughs> We've been given the authority from heaven to reign on earth. And this has been endowed on us by heaven. The Word of God actually teaches us, as we've learned this morning, that if we don't live according to our form, according to the image and likeness of God, it's actually sin. We are, we are the blueprint of God's design on earth. This is who we are. And the Word of God clearly teaches us in, in um, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, guard your heart above all else, because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Other translations say the things of life, the the, the, the things you experience in life is first birth in your heart. So if you want good things to be birthed in your heart, sow the incorruptible seed of God's word in your heart. Reprogram your spirit, the, the, the spirit mind, your spirit mind with the word of God. The word of God has been, uh, we have been designed, we have been made for the word of God. So when we look into the Word of God, we actually see ourselves. The Word of God teaches us that we look into a mirror, and this is how we look like. Wow. <laughs> and this is why Jesus came to earth. He came to earth to introduce us to ourselves again. Now the Word of God says in John 16, verse 12 to 15, in the New Living Translation, there is so much, Jesus says, so much more that I want to tell you. But you can't bear it now. So in other words, you're not prepared for this. He says, why? Because they haven't received the Holy Spirit yet. They haven't received the very presence of God, the very breath of God, the very life of God within them yet. He says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. In other words, the truth, isn't said by popular vote. <laughs> the truth is said by God, by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. It's not because everyone is in agreement and it, uh, uh, vote for something that it's the truth. The truth is the Word of God. And when the Word of God tells us all things are possible for us, all things are possible. When the Word of God says we can call things which are not as though they are, we can and God will create it for us. Because we are created in the image and likeness of God. And we can call forth things which are not as though they are. And guess what? God will bring it to you. Because that's what the Word of God says. A fact is not the truth. <laughs> you, it's a fact that you may be sick today, but it's the truth that it's not your inheritance. It's a fact that you are struggling financially today, but it's the truth that it's not your inheritance. God says, I can place you above your circumstances, but you need to believe. We have not been created to be under circumstances. We've been created to be on top of things. That's why God says we are the head and not the tail. Amen? He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Wow, who wants to know about their future? Who wants to see into the future and plan accordingly? Pray in this Holy Spirit. Spend time with the Lord. Part of good governance is to foresee and to prepare. So we can take 
decisions in our present circumstances according to our future beliefs. Amen? So this is why we can govern well. And this is so important. This is why it's so important to have people full to the Spirit in governance. <laughs> and if people are not full to the Spirit of God, it's bad governance. Because they can't just think what's going to happen in the future. They don't know what's going to happen in the future. But when you pray in the Spirit and you spend time with God, the Word of God says, I'll show you things that will happen in your future. So you can plan accordingly today, according to your future beliefs. You can govern yourself well. What a great benefit we have to be full of the Spirit of God. Pray in tongues. Spend time with the Lord. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you come after the message forward, I'll pray with, with you and I'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit and you will walk out of your brado to your car and you will know what's going to happen in the week. You will have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Oh. Verse 14 says, He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever He receives from me. So the Holy Spirit backs the Word. <laughs> he received the Word, and He backs the Word. And whatever Jesus said, He will do. And if you proclaim the Word of God over your life, doesn't matter what your circumstances are, doesn't matter what your storm is, and as I weep, we're praising and worshiping God, I heard in my spirit there are people here going through storms. There are people here going through challenges. And it's like you are just making it just to stand. And I want to pray with you tonight. We're going to pray together. We're going to shut that storm down. Amen. And we're going to, we're going to uh, uh, make sure that you're above your storm as an eagle. Amen. And you will have the perspective of God over that storm. And you will be able to draw from the wisdom of God to navigate yourself through that storm and be a victor. Amen. The storm will not break you. And those of you who have never experienced storms, just tell me how did you get that right. <clears throat> I would like to have the recipe. And if it's Italian, just help me. Ephesians chapter 2, the, uh, verse 10, in the mirror translation says, we are engineered by His design. Wow. We are put together by His design. Engineered by His design. He molded and manufactured us in Christ. We are His workmanship. His poetry. Wow. I'm God's poetry. You are God's poetry. That's awesome. He wrote a poem about me. <laughs> In Psalms 139, we read that God has written a book about us. In what, what chapter are you now? Maybe you're in chapter 5. And you're closing a chapter and you're going through transformation. It's like a river that flows when you go through a transformation. It's like a waterfall. You're falling, but you're still flowing. And when you hit the bottom, you're still going to go the way God has directed you to go. You're falling, but you're still flowing. Some of us are feeling like we're falling, 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 but you're only in transformation mode. That's all that's happening. You you're falling, but you're still flowing. Listen, we are fully fit to do good, equipped to give attractive evidence of His likeness in us, in everything we do. We are the evidence 
of God's image, <laughs> of God's likeness, of God's power, of God's solutions, of God's goodness on this earth. God finds inspired expression of Christ in us. The Greek word for workmanship is puhima. It means God has done everything possible to find spontaneous and effortless expression of His character in us in our everyday lifestyle. That's what it means. So God finds His expression within you. He wants to express Himself within you. He wants to flow from you. You are the address of God on earth. <laughs> I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is where God resides. <laughs> Hello? Who, Pastor Diddy, you are spooky spiritual. I'm not. The Word says so. The Word says, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are individually and corporately the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Word teaches us, as we've learned this morning, God is closer to us than our breath. How close do you want God to be? <laughs> He's inside of you and He wants to express Himself through you. Just because you have the presence of God in you, you have the basis of an integral life. You are a person of integrity just because you've got the presence of God in you. Some of you are seated here and saying, Pastor D, you don't know me. I'm so fragmented, I've got character cracks all over. Well, guess what? You've got the presence of God in you, you've got the basis of integrity, and God can still build you. Amen? The Word, if we go deeper into the Word, the word proitua matsu in Greek translates a notion that God has prepared a highway for us, a highway for us to lead us out like kings. Just like the oriental, oriental custom where people would go before a king to level the roads to make it possible for the king to journey with ease and comfort. This is what God does for us. We see this in, in Isaiah 40, verse 3 to 5. He will smooth out the pathway for us. Where there's a crooked path, He'll straighten it out. Where there's, where there's a desert, He'll create a river in the desert for us. So God has already prepared the way for us. And He's already provided on that way for everything you need. Now listen to this powerful scripture. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, also the mirror translation. It says, and we all, with new understanding, we've got new understanding, amen? We are created in the image and likeness of God. Listen to this, see ourselves in Him as in a mirror. It says, the days of window shopping are over. <laughs> I'm not doing merely window shopping. I literally walk into the Word, I take what I need, and I operate in that what God has given me to operate in. This is my inheritance, and I return to God, His inheritance in me. The days of window shopping are over. In Him, every face is unveiled. In gazing with wonder at the blueprint of God displayed in human form. Woo! Wow, 
The Word of God teaches us the whole of creation is awaiting the, the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. The kingdom of God is not a date on the calendar. It's within us. And we need to decide to make it shine. We need to decide to make it rule. We need to decide to take up authority and, and, and walk in the authority of the believer. It says, we suddenly realize that we are looking into a mirror where every feature of his image articulated in Christ is reflected within us. Wow! It says the word of the Lord engineers this radical transformation. In other words, when I read the word, I realize the Logos becomes Rhema, and I realize who I am. And because I've been created for the word, I transform into the word. And when I transform into the word, I align my design according to my present and according to my future. And then I allow the purpose and the will of God to be birthed into my life. And I start walking in the victory that Jesus bought for me at Calvary. This is what happens. Because the Logos explodes within my heart as a rhema. And I got my location, but I also found my destiny. And my location and my destiny is joined together. And I just walk the path. And God has already prepared the path. The Spirit of the Lord engineers this radical transformation. We are led from an inferior, we are led from an inferior mindset to the revealed endorsement of our authentic identity. Keep it there. Listen what it says. We are led from an inferior mindset. What's an inferior mindset? Some people are seated here today and thinking, I'll always be poor. I'll never make it. Some people are seated here today and say, well, people will always dislike me. No one likes me. That's a defeated mindset. Some people are seated here today and say, I've sinned so many times over and over. I've got this habit in my life. I'll never conquer it. That's a defeated mindset. That's eating from the I cannot tree. Or do it yourself tree, DIY. You cannot do it yourself. You need the Holy Spirit within you, the Word of God within you, and you need the grace of God to get out of that situation and allow God to be God in your life and know that you can do all things through Christ who lives in you. Don't accept a defeated mindset. God said we have to get out of a defeated mindset. Well, Pastor Diddy, what? you know, it's bad stuff happened in my life yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Jesus dealt with yesterday. It's gone. It's covered under the blood. You come to Jesus and you ask him to forgive you. He doesn't even remember it. The word of God says he, throw, he just chucks it into the sea of forgetfulness. But we still walk around with it. I've put a huge sign pole, sign, uh, sign on a huge pole in my mind about the past. It says, no fishing allowed. I don't go there. And trespassers 
will be prosecuted and persecuted. So we have got an authentic identity. And our authentic identity is the image and likeness of Christ. Jesus says, if you saw me, you saw the Father. And the things I do, you will do also in even greater things. And he raised the dead. Some of us, we, we are, all of us need some growing to do. <laughs> growing up to do. Amen. You know, we always say the sky is the limit. Sorry, there's no limit. The sky is not even the limit. The moment we start operating and behaving in the accordance of our design, we start creating God's will. We create God's will. We create God's purpose in our sphere of influence and in our life. We all come from a, sp a sphere of influence. And we all are called to influence. This is our portion. We need to influence everything we do on earth and everyone we meet on earth. Don't allow yourself to be in bad company. It's not where God called you to be. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't allow your spirit to be tainted by bad company. When we start operating and seeing who we are in Christ, good stuff happens. <laughs> this is when exciting stuff happens in our lives. This is when you go to bed at night, you wake up the next morning with supernatural answers to a situation. The Word of God says in Psalm 16 verse 7, even the night season the Lord speaks to me. Some of us think, wow, you know, we have to work hard to hear God's voice. No, we just need to go to sleep sometimes. Just go to bed. Shut up. Close your eyes. Let God speak. Okay, it's not complicated. It's easy. And one third of our life is sleeping. So just think about it. How many dreams and visions and voice, the voice of God you can hear while you're sleeping. This is when we are directed by supernatural ideas in business and even supernatural ideas for the company we work for where God will bring you favor and elevate you and prosper you and promote you. You are called for promotion. But you are also called to be an example and to serve your duty. Ooh, where did that come from? You see, we all think when we talk about Joseph, we talk about how Joseph had this dream and he lived this dream and he had this vision. Yes, he, had, he received this dream from the Lord, but we never see Joseph talking about this dream. We just see jo Joseph become occupied and serve his duty. And every time he served his duty, he got promoted. He was sold as a slave, came into Pharaoh's house. He didn't talk to Pharaoh about his dream. He just looked for something what his hands can do. And guess what? God promoted him. Serve your duty, don't serve your dream. Woo. My dream, my dreams. I, I talk to people that, you know, I've got many dreams, but and many of my dreams I've got fulfilled. But I want to tell you, when I am in the fulfillment of my dream, it doesn't feel like my dream. I didn't know I was going to have so many problems in my dream. I didn't know I'm going to have so much issues in my dream. 
I didn't know I was going to have so much challenges in my dream. Serve your purpose. Serve your duty. Joseph sold as a slave, worked and just made it so uh, comfortable. Who was the guy who worked for? Potiphar. Okay, thank you, all the Bible school students. For Potiphar. And guess what? He done his best and Potiphar only thought about his biggest concern was what is his next meal going to be. And then he got falsely accused, went into prison. And guess what happened in prison? He served his duty and a prison prospered. Serve your duty and God will make your dream happen. We have supernatural insight. We will have supernatural insight in situations to implement supernatural solutions. There are people here, you think, well, the only way to get out of this mess is to immigrate. I want to tell you, if you want to immigrate to get out of your mess, that's the wrong reason. You immigrate because God leads you to do so. Woo! No government can determine your destiny. No country can determine your destiny. It's only Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, which lives within you, determines your destiny. Amen? And your trust in Him. I love John 14, 14. It says, in, one, in other translation, it says, um, if you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it for you. But the Nelson translation says it this way. It says, if you shall ask anything in my name, and I don't have it, then I'll make it for you. Woo! Hey! Hey, man! Yes, like, that's big stuff, man. That's no nonsense. That's why I said we are created the image and likeness of God. You can call forth things which are not as though they are. God is a creator. God is not a competitor. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at the person seated next to you and thinking, well, he's always favored. He always gets the breakthroughs. You will have your breakthrough. Take off your eyes of your Christian brother and focus on God who is your supplier and your breakthrough. Amen. Now with unveiled faces, we are gazing at the glory of the Lord as in a mirror and we metamorph. In other words, we transform as it happens into his image and likeness as, which gets awakened within us. The word icon in the same chapter, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, icon translates as exact resemblance, image and likeness. Icon always assumes a prototype, that which is not merely resembles, but from that which it is drawn, doxa, glory, translate as mindset, or opinion from dokeo, doxideo, authentic blueprint thought. We are changed, the word of God says, from glory to glory. We've actually reached a point of conclusion. There are two glories mentioned in this chapter. The glory of the flesh, which is the veiled, the fading kind represented by Moses, and the unfading, unveiled glory of God's image and likeness, mirrored in the face of Christ and now redeemed in us. We are being changed literally every day from glory to glory. 
Amen. I'm better today than I am yesterday. I'm kinder today than I am yesterday. I'm more powerful in the word today than I'm yesterday. I've got, I'm operating more in faith today than I have yesterday. So, listen, we cannot become more than we already are in Christ. I'm shocking a few people here. Some of us has got this ugly duckling mindset. We'll never change. We cannot become more than we already are in Christ. We do not grow more complete. Woo, I'm really shaking some religious mindsets here. We simply grow in the knowledge and awareness of our completeness. Some of you missed it. We simply grow in the knowledge and awareness of who we already are. He's already done the job. It is finished. I cannot add to it. I cannot subtract from it. How long does it take the beautiful swan to awaken to the truth of its design? The ugly duckling was an illusion. I want to tell you, your ugliness is an illusion. You are a beautiful swan. You are a beautiful person created in the image and likeness of God. God has redeemed you. He has saved you. He has made you a victor. Victor. He's made you the head. He's made you the person to stand in authority and to declare his goodness and to share his goodness and to share his blessing with others. This is who you are. This is your authentic identity. Don't allow your peers or anyone else to tell you who you are. God already told you who you are. Whew, I'm done. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.